Hey there! In this episode, we are going to interview Rosie Velasquez. This interview was taken during the 31-day challenge, Embracing Your Most Authentic Self. Rosie is a certified mind-body eating coach. She serves the empaths, the lightworkers, who are remembering who they are, but would like help on learning how to use their gifts and ground in intuitive ways rather than overindulging in earthly pleasures. She will help you find your mojo, mind, body, and soul. Let's get started. Welcome to Conversations with Haikini, mind, body, eating coach, author, fun foodie, and all the other fun things you can find at HaikiniChandler.com. This conversation is all about self-love, your journey to self-love. So are you ready? Grab your smoothie or cup of tea and join the conversation. Let's go. Well, hello, my name is Haikini with HaikiniChandler.com and I am a mind-body eating coach helping women love their body so they have the tools to create the life they want. Now today for our body love chat, I have my great friend Rosie and she is going to share with you some wisdom. She has lots of wisdom, lots to share in this little bit of time, but she is going to provide some great information on how to start loving the skin that you are in. So Rosie, I want you to introduce yourself and just let people know who you are and what you do up to date. Hello. Okay. Yes. So Rosie Velasquez, um, I'm also a mind body eating coach and that's how Hikini and I met is during an in, in, uh, an immersion, uh, mini retreat. And it was wonderful, transformational, um, we rolled down the grass together. <laughs> so we're, we found each other kindred spirits right away. Um, my journey, let's see, uh, as a kid, um, grew up with family that um, struggled with weight issues. Um, I never did. I was always kind of picked on for being the skinny kid, you know, in my family. And I guess I was a picky eater and I was always... A daydreamer so I was roller skating or bike riding and very active and so that I suppose was um, a lot of the reasons that I didn't just get some of the habits that my family members did um, but of course as uh, growing up and going through puberty you know body changes and um, there was always that underlying fear I think of seeing how my younger sister especially was picked on um, you know, and in, in my culture in, um, in, for Latinos, uh, or at least I'm speaking for my, my family, it's a lot of nicknames are by your body image. So gordito, you know, gordita, it, it was just, it's a term of endearment, but at the same time, you're really labeled by your physical characteristics, you know? Um, so I suppose that was always in my head. Um, the back of my mind of that kind of stigma, like, oh, no, I better not get fat, you know, mm -hmm. and that was kind of said a lot, like, oh, you're gaining weight, you're getting fat, or whatever, that's just, I come from six siblings, and this big family, you know, <laughs> and so everybody just is really open with talking to each other about, you know, what they look like, and picking on each other, um, so that's kind of how I grew up, uh, I would say that once I had children is when I really started fluctuating with weight. 
before that, um, it wasn't to the point where I was starting to kind of get worried. Um, after staying home, my, my older kids, my two girls are a year and a half apart. So like the three of us were crying all the time for the first three years, you know, and all that stress and, and just the, the newness of it, being a new wife, being a new mom. Um, I just put on a lot of weight, you know, and I was, you know, feeling lonely, depressed, a lot of all those things that I think a lot of women feel and can't really admit because we love our children and we love the role we're playing, but we're exhausted and sleep deprived and, and malnourished a lot of times, you know, eating the little food that they're eating, but then thinking, oh, I haven't really eaten a meal. So then we eat again, <laughs> you know, and so just a lot of bad habits and habits of like, you know, their uh, sleep schedule. Um, so I um, went on a workout program and lost 40 pounds in 12 weeks. I mean, I was really determined. Um, and it was, it was eating clean um, and exercising. Mm -hmm. But as we all know, and as we've learned, that right. can only last so long, you know, because that was just, you cannot. And then, you know, it was so based on if you don't work out, then you're going to gain it back. There was that fear, you know, right. of it had to be this way. And it was the, you know, um, you know, energy in versus energy. Out. A lot of the old paradigms that a lot of people still believe in. And, you know, we know everything works for a period of time. You know, if you're going to do something for a period of time, if you're going to train for a marathon, then you need to run and you need to eat a certain way and you need to train for that. But we, especially I think as women, don't look at those things as cycles and seasonal and just what we're doing for that period of time. It's like, this has to work now because I'm so tired and and okay, now that worked for her, so I'm going to do that. And then maybe it did for a little while, but now it doesn't. Right. Therefore, I'm a failure. Therefore, I can't stick to it. I'm, you know, this horrible, lazy, you know, no willpower, fat person, you know, or whatever it is that keeps coming into our head. Mm -hmm. So um, I gained the weight back, you know, and it was slow, but it was really, I think, when I was starting to relax and like, well, okay, I no longer am going to just eat everything in the, in the cabinet, you know, all the cookies, um, because, you know, if there's a pack of cookies, I better eat the whole thing so that on Monday I could start my diet and there won't be any cookies left, you know. So it was just that basically back up and down, back and forth. And, and it just, it really depended on, you know, if we were financially, you know, if things were going wrong and stress and I wasn't putting those things together. It wasn't until taking learning from um, Mark David and taking the mind body leading coach certification training um, that really I was able to kind of release that. And a lot of my own personal inner work and journey, finding out that I'm highly, sensitive, that I'm empath, um, going into my, finding my intuition and my gifts again, my spirituality, all those things together is what finally I was able to see. It's not, it's not as important mm. 
to look a certain way as it is to be a certain way and to feel a certain way. And I grew up being an athlete my whole life. We coached sports is a big thing in our family. And so I always said, you know, I love girls in, in sports because every female looks different. You know, you look at a water polo player in the Olympics and those are really big girls and that's the, the 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 sport that they need to have be strong and fit or bodybuilders or you know like the heavy press and softball players basketball players they come in different sizes right. and it's like you can't say that that person's not fit <laughs> you know that that person's right. not helping <laughs> care of themselves you know compared to somebody who maybe looks fit so i think it's that release of don't just look at somebody and just decide that they are something better than you because of what they look like, their shape. And I think we women have to stop when we see each other again, automatically say, mm-hmm. oh my God, you look great if you lost a lot of weight. And then you don't say something if you didn't, you know, it should, <laughs> we need to really release that. And like, I'm happy to see you, what's going on in your life. Because I even think Mark David said this, you know, in one of his amazing talks, <laughs> um, what if that person's sick? you know, and they lost for that or whatever. So anyway, I think that that's really the thing is, um, I found that for myself, what makes Mm -hmm. sense is to, it is mind, body, soul work, but what makes most sense for me and my gifts is I, we all know really what we should be eating or what is better for our body, Mm -hmm. but to really get back in our body and in Mm -hmm. tune, I enter in the soul work. So that's sometimes things that that's really heavy and it can be dark and release a lot of old chat, you know, trauma and the shadow work, but that's how I hold space fast. And that's the avenue I enter in because if we're not connected with that part, then we're kind of all over the place and we don't land in our body our temple this Mm -hmm. is the technology that is be able to talk to us and tell us how to be here in this earth plane you know um so yeah so that's the work i do now is is i help women really find their intuition because i feel that a lot well women in general where we have we can do a lot more uh, on that plane just because that's the difference of how men grew up and women grew up, I think is that we can be more emotional. Okay. So what you do, Rosie, it is awesome. I know because of course I have the same certification, but of course we have specifically different focuses. And I love the fact that you do go down deep in the places that people really don't want to visit. And that's like one of my little things. I love that. And I love the fact that I am connected to you and just being someone that is really starting to get more into tuning in to herself and being more sensitive, I can say that you've been a great help to me. So I really appreciate that. (laughs) And so I just want to say like, how can you, I guess, what can you tell other women that are trying to, you know, maneuver through this journey of self-love and learning more how to embrace who they are? And like, what type of recommendations can you give for those who are just starting out? Yeah, that, that's it. And that is hard because we're all from different places and different things can, um, can help. But I think 
remember to breathe. <laughs> I know that that sounds funny, but we often are um, holding our breath or just being really tight um, from whatever, you know, either the stress of, of not liking what you look like or, you know, all these things are combined. I've learned that our body is just kind of a, a barometer for where we are and our past actions, but not, not always at the level that we're thinking, not just what we put in our mouth, but actually what we put in our mind, our thoughts, you know, and our environment. So taking that deep breath and remembering to just breathe will put us into that relaxation state so that then we can actually go back into the part of our brain that isn't in fight and flight and we're not so you know quick to make a decision based on survival and a lot of times it doesn't feel like we're doing that but until we actually relax and i think you can notice it if you ever drive up to like the mountain or go to the beach the first thing that you do when you are outside is you know it's just unnatural to take that big breath i mean whether it's the scenery just you're away from your regular day. It's also that the the different you know um, energy that nature has. We need to reconnect to that. Um, Earth has the negative you know charge. All these now science is affirming the wisdom that ancients have known forever. Um, it's to get back into, we are the earth, we are made of it. And so we need to get back to remembering um, how to use those things. Go for a walk and it's okay if you live in the city. Um, there's trees all around. Trees are wonderful teachers that no matter where you're planted, on a hillside, you'll see a tree growing towards the light always always reaching towards the light, going through rocks, any obstacles. Those are beautiful things to look around and look at lessons. Like, do I have an obstacle? Was I planted on the side of a, you know, of a hillside? Maybe my family dynamic, whatever. Can I still grow towards the light? Can I still reach for that, my, my highest purpose? You know, um, whether you call it God, uh, creator, the great mystery, you know, it doesn't, really matter that's not as important as finding what it is that you feel that connection to mm -hmm. and then finding a community especially women we are community we need circles we we are tribal we have always whether we were you know in old times washing together cooking together weaving together we were always in circle and um we need that we need that for each other and positive ones though not you know it's good to to have friends that you're releasing and you're talking about you know hubby did this and all this stuff you know and it's good to be seen <clears throat> and to have that safe space where you're not judged and they know that you know you, everything's fine you're just you're just venting but when it just keeps being that really as soon as somebody wants to get out of that you no longer have that community and that's why people who um you know quite honestly um are you know maybe do drugs or alcohol or whatever it is that they're that maybe is is like a compulsion they can't get out of that circle because that was right. their community that's how they were identified and it actually happens too if you were sick you know um if you have something you 
identify with that. So to not so much identify yourself with just whether it's, uh, you know, race, um, um, you know, uh, what your ailments are, try to see that those can be communities, but only if they're uplifting you. And if they're open enough to expand you, try a different community. You know, if you're curious about, you know, trying to find different spiritual practices that enlighten you, go to a different church, you know, go to some place that they have a drum circle, be open to that. It's all connected and that we can see once we really expand ourselves, we can see how, um, how similar we are. And that makes the global community smaller and we can, we can be more, um, united in that way, especially as women. Rosie, that's awesome. <laughs> Rosie was always sharing her great wisdom. And I'm so sorry, we're going to have to cut it short. We're going to have to have you back, Rosie, because you have so much to share and so much to offer our community. But Rosie, I want to, I want you to share, how can we stay connected with you? How can people connect with you and your practice and what you're doing? Yes, thank you. Um, the best way is my website, because I have the links to all my social media. And um, I'm in the process of rebuilding that so it's pretty simple there but you can see my email address there and contact me um so rosie r-o-s-i-e at rosie velasquez v-e-l-a-s-q-u-e-z dot com uh so rosie at rosie velasquez dot com is my email and then just rosie velasquez dot com is um the website and you guys, I'll make sure I have all that information in the notes. That way you can have it. You can copy paste or whatever you need to do to make sure you stay connected with Rosie. All right, Rosie, I really appreciate this interview. And of course, there'll be more to come. Until next time, nutrition is more than what you eat and the weight that you carry. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for this chat. Please share with a friend who is also on a self-love journey. If you are ready to start using what I call tools of love to shift your mindset and focus on the things that helped me start my self-love journey, then enroll in the Body Love Mindset mini course right now. It's self-paced, actionable, and you will get value right away. The link to purchase is in the show notes. More conversations to come. Bye for now.